right? The Holy Ghost of God's telling the church, you can take your masks off. Amen. Amen. Some of y'all get that later. <laughs> Don't it feel good to hug people? I'm, I'm pretty, and to get hugged, amen. I, I want to be hugged, you know. I'm that guy. It feels good. It's part of the, uh, the human nature, but it's part of the Christian nature to love on people. Uh, that, that's our DNA is to become available to each other. You know what I mean? If, if I can be intimate enough to hug a brother, then I can be intimate enough to open up to that brother, right? Amen. Now, we, we don't want everyone knowing our business, but the same people that saying we don't want everyone to know our business is why we don't open up is the same people that's on Facebook putting out all their business. Y'all know them too. It ain't nobody in here, but y'all know them. If you got your Bible, turn with me over to Luke. I'm not going to read it yet, so don't change that graphic. Do you see that graphic right there? Has anyone got one of those on a text message or an email before? It says, are you available? That's going to be the title of our sermon today, Are You Available? Amen? This is laced with cotton candy, Marty. I promise you. It's got cotton candy in it somewhere. I don't know where, but... Y'all go to chapter 14 of Luke. And the Lord gave me this. Uh, I had something totally different, but about Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night, I guess, wasn't it? The Lord, the Lord asked me if I was available for something. Luke 14, we're going to start at 16, and we're going to read to 24, then we're going to get in the Word here and see what the Lord wants to do. I thank God for communion this morning. I thank God for, for the church being willing to put their arm around each other this morning. I thank God for him telling us that he loves us this morning. Amen. Man, I want to get into this word right now, but I'm just stirred up a little bit, I'll tell you. Um, man, the Lord's so good. I, you know, there's a couple prayer requests that we should have lifted up as school starts back right now. We're going to go ahead and pray for that before we get into the word. Uh, then there's another brother of ours, uh, Brother Jerry. Uh, we want to lift him up. He's in the hospital right now, not doing too good. But we want to lift him up. So I just want us to take a moment before we get in the Word. Let's lift up our school teachers, our school administrators, our students. I mean, bus drivers, cafeteria workers, whoever it may be. Right now, there's not going to be a CNN story on Smith County, Putnam County, White County, Jackson County, where something bad, tragic happened in a school this year. We're going to take this territory in the name of Jesus. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, right now, come on, y'all pray, saints. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I just want to lift up every child that's going to school this year, Father God. I want to lift up the parents of every child that's going to school this, this year, Father God. I want to lift up every school, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Every teacher, every faculty member, every bus driver, cafeteria worker, administrator, coach, whoever it may be, Father God, anyone that's affiliated with the school districts uh, right now, Father God, uh, we're putting just a concrete wall of protection around them right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God. Now, now I'm not wishing nothing bad on any other school districts but we're claiming the school districts in this surrounding area for the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus and we just claim that right now Father God this is the territory that you've given us and we take it right now and we take it with violence in the name of Jesus and I praise you for it I want to lift up brother Jerry to you Father God you know exactly what's going on where he's at 
Although he may not respond to doctors, he will respond to the Holy Ghost of God right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. So I praise you for that and thank you in Jesus' name. And the saint says, Luke chapter 14, we're going to start at 16 and go to 24. Amen. It says, then he said, talking about Jesus, then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. It goes on to say, but they all with one accord, that means all at the same time, but all of them at the same time, they began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you that you may excuse me. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused as well. Verse 20. Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Now I do that. That's an excuse I use a lot of times. When you guys are asking me to go fishing or play golf, I use that one right there. It says, so what? The servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, okay, fine. Go out quickly into the streets, into the, into the alleys of the city, and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, master, it is done as you commanded, but yet still there's room. Verse 23, then the master said to the servant, well, here's what you do now. You go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come into my house that they may be filled. Verse 24 says, for I say to you that none of those men who are invited shall taste of my supper. Let's pray. Father, I ask you that your word go forth right now and not return void. I ask that you to give me a fresh anointing this morning, Father God, that I can speak clear words. Uh, with clarity and with purpose, Father God, that it, it affects the minds and the hearts of those under the sound of my voice. And we're going to give you praise for it. We're going to do it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So what you got here is a parable, okay? Now, we know uh, most of us in the room and watching uh, understand that Jesus spoke in parables a, a, a great bit of the time. He, he was literal in some things, but the majority he used a teaching uh, in parables. Amen. And that's what this is right here. It's a parable. When he's talking about the master, he's referring to himself. When he's talking about the servants going out and getting people and bringing them into the master's table to eat dinner, he's talking about bringing them to the, to the blood of Jesus, to bring them to the cross, to bring them to repentance. He's referring to himself as the master. Amen. That's where a lot of us miss it. We want Jesus as a Savior, but we really don't want him as a master. Amen? So we start making excuses. I know I've made excuses in my life when Jesus asked me to become available to something, but I was too busy, whether it was with marriage or whether it was with children or work or whatever it may be. I think we all have an understanding of what it's like to make an excuse when we know that the Holy Ghost just prompted us to pray for somebody. We got something down on the inside, and we said, man, I don't feel right about something, but we kept doing whatever it was that we were doing because we was running out of time, right? We're trying to meet a deadline. But the Holy Ghost is asking you, are you available? And that's kind of what this parable is about right here. You see, unlike today, most of us are going to leave here today and go eat somewhere or, or go out to eat or whatever it is. Back then, when you were invited to someone's home to eat, like, like the parable's talking about, it was to honor the host. Amen? It was to honor the one who invited you. And it was also, at the same time, an honor for you to be invited to someone's house to eat. Because unlike today as well, the refrigerator is not full 2,000 years ago. My kids just go to the refrigerator, open it up, and they're like, there's nothing to eat. And I'm like, there's plenty to eat. Yeah. Does y'all's kids do that? Yeah. Is mine's only like, like, when are we going to go to the grocery store? We just went to the grocery store. 
But back then, when you got invited to someone's house and did not come, it was dishonoring them. Amen? See, there's a lot of people in the church today, in the Big C Church, that God's invited you in. But because you're too busy, you've become unavailable. It's dishonoring God. Amen? Y'all chew on this a little bit this morning. Jesus has invited us to come eat with him. Amen? Jesus has invited us to come eat with him. Then we make it an excuse. Think about that for a minute. That's disheartening to God. Now, we, we may not be out here, you know, cheating on our spouses, or we may not be doing drugs, or we may not be lying on our taxes, but when we say we're not available to God, that's sin, church. That is sin. And it's disheartening to God. I like that graphic that we used uh, for the title sermon because y'all have heard me talk about the text message. If God sent you a text message, you'd want to change the text message and say, can we do Tuesday on Thursday, right? Because that's what we do. That's what we do in our daily lives. He said to go out into the highways and the byways and bring the lame and the blind in. We walk by the lame and the blind every day in a hurry to get to whatever our agenda is. We're not available to the Holy Ghost. How can I preach this? Because I get busy sometimes. I was in Memphis in the first part of the week, and I was busy in Memphis. Amen? Amen. There were homeless people everywhere, and I was walking by them to get to where I needed to go. As a matter of fact, can I just be real? Can I be real this morning? As a matter of fact, I was a little aggravated because there was people in my way to get to where I needed to go. I had a deadline. But maybe my assignment was just that. See, the Lord gave me an idea to go to Memphis on. But maybe the assignment was not to walk over some of them people, but maybe just to pray for some of them people. Did I miss my assignment because I wasn't available? Maybe your assignment, Sonic, has nothing to do with serving cherry limeades. Amen? We make excuses, church. My iPad, Coop. Y'all write this down, you note takers write this down. What an excuse it is. The first definition of excuse, it's a release from a duty or requirement. Now, my wife and I have been blessed enough to have a couple businesses in our life, and I know a lot of y'all in here are, are business owners too. But don't you, can't you, can you, I mean, does it irk you? Does it get under your skin worse than anything? When someone calls you, one of your employees calls you, and the first thing they say is, you ain't going to believe this. <laughs> like, like, you ain't going to believe this, boss. Like, you're probably right. I'm not going to believe it. You know what I mean? Like, you're exactly right. I'm not going to believe this. But they're making an excuse on why they're not meeting their commitment that they've already told you. Now, if we as business owners, now I'm going to talk about this in a parable myself. If, if, if someone comes to you and the excuse is, I forgot, has any of y'all ever heard that? I forgot to do that. I'm thinking, well, what if I forget to pay you Friday? Right? What if I forget to write your check Friday? I bet you'll remember some stuff then. That's the excuses. That same taste that you have in your mouth right now is the same aroma that the Lord has in his mouth when you're making an excuse about not being available for the kingdom of God. 
What if he just forgot to go to the cross? The second definition I like the best. Y'all like that one good. Y'all going to love this one. The second definition of excuse is a reason or explanation put forward to defend or justify a fault or offense. It's just justification. Now, I get it. Things happen. Trust me. I get it. But it seems like things happen to the same people every Monday morning. You know what I'm saying? So, and so, so Jesus is assigned a time for you and I to become available, for you and I to become available to him, to get intimate with the God, to get intimate with the Son of God, to get intimate with Jesus. He's assigned a certain time, and it's every morning or every evening, whenever that intimate time is. But sometimes we're just not there, and we're saying the same old excuse why we're not there. And that goes on for a little while, Right? And we're a month or two into this, and we're not spending no intimate time with Jesus. We're praying before our little Mickey Mouse prayers before we eat. We're praying right before, you know, we pray over our children. But you understand what I'm saying? There's no intimacy in what we're praying at all. And a month or two goes by, and we wonder why our life feels like it's out of control. Why my children are out of control? Why my marriage is out of control? Why is my finances out of control? Why is it I can't sleep at night? I don't feel like eating. I got something on the inside. I'm coughing up blood. Whatever it may be, acid reflux is eating me alive. And I wonder why. It's because you've made too many excuses and you're not spending time with the Father intimately. You're not available. And when you're not available, your prayer life's the first thing to go. And when you're not available, you're not going to spend time in the Word. Boom, gone. When you're not available, you're, not, you're going to stop coming to church. Come on, because we're too busy. Three components to a Christian's life. If you want to be successful in life, whether it's uh, your Christian life, your professional life, your man, whatever areas it is, there's three components to it. You got to pray, you got to read your Bible, and you got to gather with other believers. Amen. So why are those the main three things that we're supposed to be doing? It's the, also the same three things that are most neglected. Because we're not available. Amen? Glory to God. There's some people out there lost as last year's Easter eggs. They think that they got to get clean to come to Jesus. Come on, Think about this. We got to stop cussing and smoking and drinking and lying and all. We got to do all. We got to get cleaned up and put on the right sports coat and all that before we can ever well, walk into the front doors of a church house. We got to get good enough to come to God is what a lot of people think. They make an excuse not to be available for their own salvation. I did it. Brother Coop, I did it for years. If I go up there and get saved, that means I can't do what it is I enjoy doing, right? Or I hear it is, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm not going to be like them church folks and be a hypocrite. I got a newsflash for everyone watching and everyone here today. This is a great place for hypocrites. Amen. The cross, the feet of Jesus is a great place for hypocrites. Absolutely. Take your mask off. Now y'all are getting it. You know what I mean? Some of us believe... That if we sinned a little bit, we slipped up and said a dirty word, whatever it may be, that we done that that day, that we can't pray that night. 
Like, like I look twice at that opposite sex in, in Kroger parking lot. I'm filthy, dug, dirty, and ugly. Now I can't even go to the Lord in prayer and ask for forgiveness. See, we let a little bitty sin about that big compare, compile to, to you know, the old saying, uh, 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 an anthill, what is it? A mountain out of a molehill. That's what we do with our sin. We let the enemy get in there and say, you call yourself a Christian, but you know what you was thinking about that person. You call yourself a Christian, but you know what you've done earlier today. And what happens is this thing called condemnation comes on top of that, that one little sin. And before you know it, you're the filth of the earth. And you're no longer available. Guilt, shame, regret, that stuff's to pile up on you. You can't carry that weight. I can't carry that weight. That's why, and this is going to be another news flash for you. That's why when I sin, I ask for repentance right then. Amen. If I have an ill thought about a brother, I have to go back and tell him immediately. Immediately what I was thinking about him. Amen. Because if I don't, it starts to fester in guilt, shame, and regret. Then I get to question what God's even called me to do. Right? Where there's guilt and there's shame and regret, there's no availability to the kingdom. Think about that for a minute. Jesus ain't looking for some golden vessel. He's not looking for some silver polished up vessel. Jesus is looking for a willing vessel. I'm here to tell you all that right now. You don't have to get cleaned up to come to God. Just come to him and he'll clean you up after you get there. You just got to be willing. You got to be willing to say, Lord, I'm available. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 6. Are y'all with me? Come on. I'm going to read 1 through 3, then I'm going to skip over to verse 8. Y'all love the Lord? Isaiah 6, 1. This is the prophet Isaiah. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne. He was high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. It says, Above it were seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, and two he covered his feet, and two he flew. And one cried to the other, and they said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Come on. Now skip over to 8. Now watch this. It says, I also heard the voice of the Lord saying. So this is the same prophet seeing this in his vision. He saw holy, holy, holy on the throne. But he says also just a couple verses later, I also seen and heard this too. He's the Lord saying to the prophet, whom shall I send? Whom will go for us? And then Isaiah said to the Lord, I will go send me. He became available. You know why Isaiah was a prophet? One of the greatest prophets of all, because he become available to God. You know why King David and all of his discord and all of his dysfunction and all of his deray was still labeled as a man after God's own heart? Because he said, send me in the name of Jesus. You want to know why the, the Christian killer Saul became Paul and wrote two-thirds of the New Testament? Because he said, I'll go in the name of Jesus. You want to know why Pleasant Grove's going? Because we got a group of believers in here that says, I'll go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Has it ever crossed your mind how Jesus could take 12 men, outcasts of society, and shape the world that we live in right now? How did that happen? They said, I have discord and dysfunction, Lord, but I'll go. They said, I don't know how educated I am or how properly I'll talk, but send me. They became available to Jesus. 
And that's how things are shaped and changed. We become available. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I got a question for you, church, and for you guys out watching. What, what do we live by? And, I mean, no one has to answer this. It's not a trick. But if you want to answer it, you can. What, what do we live by as Christians? We live only by the Word of God. That's it. If it don't line up with the Word of God, then it's just an opinion. Most opinions are lies. Amen? Right? We don't need opinions. We don't need lies. We need truth. And the Word of God is truth. We live by it. Go over to Matthew chapter 4. Hallelujah. Y'all stick with me, okay? Chapter 4, verse 4 of Matthew. This is Jesus again talking. He says, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the, word, from the mouth of God. Jesus said, We don't live on bread alone, but we live on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now go over to Matthew 22, or I'll just go there while y'all are... While uh, flipping over there to it. The word, the same word says in Matthew 22 verse 14 that many are called but few are chosen. Many are called but few are chosen. Now if we live by the word of God, we got to walk off of that right there, right? We got to stand on that word right there. Now I want to let someone know this morning, whether it's in this church or watching on live stream, that the day you said yes to Jesus Christ, you got called. The day you said yes to Jesus is the day that he gave you a calling upon your life. Now, you may not be called to be behind this pulpit or that piano or teaching over there. You may not be called to be a teacher downstairs or in the daycare worker, but you were called. You have a ministry. When you said yes to Jesus, he said, here's the territory I'm going to give you to be called over. You've got to get in front of your calling. You've got to get behind the word of God, and you've got to stay called. Now, listen. We understand that we've all been called, right? So you can scratch your head and wonder, preacher, how do I go from called to chosen? Become available. How do I go from called to chosen? I say, send me, Lord. The way you get from called to chosen is you say, Lord, I will go. No matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. I got news for you. When you raise your hand and say, Lord, send me, it ain't going to feel right. It's going to look like a cliff. You're fixing to just step off of a cliff. But, but God knows that faith ain't, ain't crossing our fingers. Faith is stepping out on a cliff when there ain't no word and ain't nothing there. Just stepping. I'm just going to step out in the name of Jesus. <laughs> the way you get chosen. The way you go from called to chosen is that your prayer is so deep, it's so intimate, that any selfish ambition that you have on your tongue, it leaves, and the only thing you can say is, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. That's how you go from called to chosen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's about shouting out and looking like a fool sometimes and saying, Lord, send me there. I want to be chosen. Amen? Amen. We got to be available. We got to be available. 
We're the hands and the feet of Jesus. Right now, scratching your head and thinking, is there some times that we missed it? I'll go first. I'll go first. There's some times that I missed it when Jesus needed me. Now listen, when you miss it on your job, you just go back and get another load of gravel. Right? When I, when I miss it up here at the store or something, I just warm up some more cornbread. Well, you just go buy another tire when you miss it. But when you're called and chosen into the kingdom of God, you miss it. People are dying and going to hell. Addiction becomes to run rapid sometimes. Now, I'm not putting that on you, but I'm putting it on me. When I miss it, there's a lot of times not a second chance. They end up in the hospital OD'd. They end up in a grave because I wasn't available. Now, they make their own choices. Don't get me wrong. Now, listen to me, church. Everyone makes their own choices. But at the end of the day, God may have just sent you to intercede with somebody that they can miss hell. What was my purpose, Lord? You missed it. You wasn't available that day. You were too busy. I want to encourage the church to slow down. Get sensitive to the heart of God. Amen. Become available. How are we doing this altar call? Y'all doing canned music or however you want to do it? Come on up, pal. Y'all turn over to Luke chapter 10. You know, by, by a show of hands... Um, as Pap starts playing, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand right here. Has God asked you to be available in an area at some time and you missed it and you just got too busy? Amen. Amen. Who knows as the church, as the big C church, we have plenty of work to do. J just because our four, I'm talking about the walls, because our four and no more is doing okay, there's a dying world out here. There's people going to college this year that they're going to be exposed to things that they wasn't exposed at at Baxter High School. Amen. There's going to be people going off to college this year that the things that are going on at that university wasn't going on at Gornsville High School. Now, don't get me wrong. My little nest is okay. But I need to be available for these people. Who, who knows that we're living in a lost and dying generation that's consumed by sin? Somehow, somewhere, we've got so far off track that women don't know that they're women and men don't know that they're men. Are you available? Somewhere, somehow, we've lost reverence to that office right there. We've lost reverence to what the church stands for because we got busy. We're going to get some emails on this one, but it's from the Holy Ghost. It's not okay for a homosexual to be behind this pulpit. There it is. If we're going to stand on the Word of God, now, I want to clarify one thing when I say that. That don't mean I'm hating on nobody. That means I'm just available to tell some people the truth if they want to hear it. 
in love in Jesus. Are you available? Luke chapter 10, and I'll read it off the board. It says, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others. And he sent them two by two before his face into every city, into every place where he himself was about to go. He sent them out before him. And then Jesus said to them, the harvest is truly great, but it's the laborers that are few. Therefore, pray that the Lord of the harvest to send the laborers, the laborers into the fields. That's you and I. That's you and I. If we know that there's a dying and lost generation out there. By a show of hands again, who has a loved one right now that you know for a fact if they didn't make it till sundown, they'd bust hell wide open? If we know these things, then why are we not available to minister to these people? I know these things. And I know that y'all know these things. I know that y'all know these things. Get this on out of here. He says the harvest is plentiful. It's the laborers that are few. If you know you got a loved one, you know you got a friend or a co-worker, can we not become available to tell them about Jesus? It's going to feel funny. And you're not even sure how it's going to sound when it comes out of your mouth. That you'll get before God and say, Lord, send me. He'll send you. He will absolutely send you. Now, as Pat plays this piano, I'm going to pray. And I don't want you to think I was tricking you. But if you raise your hand to anything I said today, you might want to come up here and talk to God about it. I'm just going to tell you. Go ahead, Pat. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. I praise your holy name, Father. We asked you to show up this morning, Father God, and you did. I believe that wholeheartedly. Now I ask, Lord, that uh, the word ministers, the Holy Spirit ministers on this congregation and those that are watching online, Father God, as, as we start to come to the altar today, Father God, that you'll, number one, you'll forgive us, Lord, for not being available. And number two, you'll send us, Father God. We want to go from, we want to be chosen, Lord not just called we want to be chosen to build your kingdom for your glory and we do it in jesus name amen
Now as the Holy Spirit's ministering up here on the altar, I just want to give an invitation. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice right now that's not 100% sure that if they was to leave this earth that they'd be in glory with Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand right now. Anybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Sweet Spirit of the living God, I ask that you minister in the name of Jesus. Minister, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Rekindle the light in the name of Jesus. I praise you, Father God, and I thank you for patience and endurance. Build the faith in the name of Jesus, Father God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you right now, Father God, that there's a flesh, a fresh anointing right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you that as we become more available, Father God, that you'll use us more, and I praise you for that. I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, and I praise you for it. I praise you for it in the name of Jesus. I praise you for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hola, mas. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I praise you for availability in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Sweet Jesus. Praise you, Lord. That brother's becoming available right there. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. All hearts and minds clear in here? Are we good? Listen, I want to invite anyone that needs a special prayer request. Maybe you didn't feel comfortable during the opening. Uh, but maybe God's ministered something to you during the service. Uh, just come find me or my wife. And uh, we believe on the laying on of hands. We believe with anointing of oil because it's in the Word of God. We believe that the healing power of God works through that. Don't ask me how it works. I don't have to know how. Just know it works. So if you need a, if you need a special prayer, let us know. Other than that, we're going to dismiss. Um, and we pray that pray that you guys have a good week this week. We love you guys. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you again uh, for what you've done here today, Lord. Uh, we thank you for availability, Lord. You know, when we get this this image on our telephone or on our email it says, "Are you available?" I ask that you bring us right back to this altar today, Father God. Uh, let, us, let us be more available to you uh, in, in what you do, Lord. You know, your word says to be about the Father's business. 
So, Lord, we just pray right now that, that as we go from called to chosen, Lord, that we become more available for your glory and for your kingdom. We give you praise for it, and we do it in Jesus Christ's name. Now, listen, be with us as we go out through this week till we meet again. Again, as school starts and we go back to our jobs tomorrow, Father, I uh, just plead the blood covering over every bit of that. We give you praise today, Lord, in Jesus' name. And the church says...